I just have to say. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Spice Rack Podcast. We took a turn this week, I would say. And Emily said this last week, but like there is no going back. Once you've hit this level, like there is no returning back to the good old days. There's really not. Like there's just... (laughs) I finished this on the airplane last night. And like I looked up and looked around and I was like, what the fuck just happened? But before we get into it, how are you? I'm good. I had a busy weekend. So, um, okay, so I went out on Friday. And we had this, like, hotel. And because we were staying closed, we were celebrating. And this shower. People have fucked in the shower multiple times. So you have the shower, right? There is a seat in the shower. Oh. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Like a full-on seat in the shower. And then it's two shower heads. One shower head this way, one shower head that way, and then there is a third removable shower head. Did you explore with the third removable no. shower head? Or no, because there were other people there. I did not. But the whole time I was taking a shower, I just kept thinking about how people have had sex so many times, probably in the shower. But it was the bench seat was nice, like when shaving your legs. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is a nice feature to have in a future house. I turn into the freakiest version of myself on vacation. The nastiest, sluttiest version of me is in a hotel room. (laughs) I don't know if everyone else. Vacation dick is unlike any other dick you can have in your life. Yeah, I've never had sex in a hotel room, so. (sighs) Emily. (laughs) Every week, you just make me more and more sad. Did you talk to any men on Friday? So I was, okay. So I was bold. So I spotted a cute guy and I can't tell my friends when I see a cute guy, especially the guys, because they make it so fucking obvious. Like, oh, let's go scope out. Right. Y'all, this guy was tall, six foot one, brunette, could cut concrete with the jaw, you know, (laughs) tick, tick, tick. (laughs) Like I was enamored immediately as I saw him. And I was like, okay, so we go to the bar. And like, we're ordering a drink. I'm kind of eavesdropping into his conversation. He's talking about his major. So we're both local science majors. And I was like, oh, are you like poli sci? He's like, yeah, I'm undergrad. I have one more year left. Mm. And I was like, and I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, I'm only 20. I was like, you had to use a fake ID to get in here. <laughs> and you're not okay with that? No. And I, he was like, yeah, I like want to go to law school, but I guess maybe like those DC. I was like, okay, I got to go. I was like, not my kind of person, but I, and all my friends like were elbowing each other. They're like, look, Emily's talking to a guy. And I was like, no, I traveled for work this weekend. And I texted Emily when I was leaving, I went to Syracuse to like Syracuse university. And I have never seen so many absolute hotties than I have in this tiny little Syracuse airport. So Emily needs to move to the Northeast immediately. That is upon conclusion. That is what I figured out. Top tier, top tier. Like everyone in my Uber driver, I had an Uber driver Sunday morning. He was even fucking hot. He was like 35. Everyone I encountered in Syracuse, New York was hot. Can confirm. Well, it looks like I have a change of <laughs> But that was my weekend, so that's how it, how was yours? It looked very Gilmore Girls esque. Like fall coffee. Very fall. The changes of leaves. I always love traveling like places that actually get fall and the leaves are so pretty. Um so yeah, I had a good weekend doing some work. I have to share in the airport yesterday, I got the perfect amount of drunk. I was three and a half beers in and like an hour and a half. So perfect level of drunk to going in on the plane. However, as I am getting drunk in the airport, my mother-in-law texts me and I need to read these text messages to you all. So as you all know, I shared a couple of weeks ago that Judy got a Kendall. She texts me and says, reading my 13th Rena Kent book in two weeks time. I blame you. 13 Rena Kent books in fucking two weeks. 
And they're full of smut. That's one thing that Rena Kent is going to do is fill her books with smut. Like, I don't know if y'all remember Rena Kent, but you remember that <laughs> um book we did on psychopaths? That was Rena. She said, you've corrupted your mother-in-law. I said my life's work with the little soldier emoji. So I hope, Judy, Judy, if you're here, you have to turn around. You cannot trudge forward and listen to this podcast because you will hear so much about your son's sex life. And I don't think that's healthy. Yeah, I just want to ask Judy um, what her thoughts are if she read um, God of Malice and God of Pain. Because <laughs> you guys know that Rena's my girl. So Yeah, so I texted her back and I was like, oh my God, Emily's going to freak, which has inspired this question that I have in my brain because I know when people text Emily about certain types of books, she immediately texts me. And when people text me about certain types of books, I immediately text Emily. And so I feel like we have a niche, but I want to take a guess at what Emily's is and what I think that her niche is. And I want her to do the same for me. And then we can compare if we would agree. So I will go first. I think that Emily's absolute niche area is mafia smut and very dark triggering romances I think that Sav's niche is fantasy fairies with an alpha male coming in to like save the save the fairies I would agree with that statement yeah I think mine's pretty accurate too yeah and then I think we share rom-coms yes I do because I do love a rom-com more than anything one of my um, friends were getting ready on Friday and she was like, I like know you for like 10 plus years. I'm like, I just can't imagine the shit that you're reading. <laughs> she was like, she's like, there's your personality where you're afraid to speak up in a room, but then you're reading these books. And she was like, black and white. Okay. So we're going to get into what we've been reading. So I, okay. This week has been slow for me because haunting, haunting and hunting Adeline are really thick books. I do have to say that if you do decide to read the second book, please like look up the trigger warnings because it is super heavy and super dark. At like times I had to like put the book down and be like, whoa. So if you do decide to go into the second book, just please look up the trigger warnings and stuff. But I really, I gave the first one that we're discussing today five stars. I will be giving the second one five stars too. So I don't know. I think I'm going to continue with the dark romance trend because I have my October TBR and I'm really trying to stick with it so I think that is where I'm going next what have you been reading Sav okay so I finished I love to read on a plane so when I start traveling for work I'm just gonna like roll through books so I read Haunting Adeline I have some thoughts Emily gave it five stars I did not um but this is very much an Emily-centric book so I'm excited to talk about it I'm not gonna read the second one just M, to be honest, I asked her to spoil what happened. So like, I don't need to read it. But then immediately after finishing that, I picked up Frost by C.N. Crawford. And okay, I want you to imagine The Bachelor, but for fairies. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty neat. Yeah. And so basically, like, the magic has to be replenished by having a queen. And the king has been cursed that he will kill anybody he loves. So he's trying to find somebody that he won't love. And he picks this like very mouthy person who hates him. So it's enemies to lovers with fairies. I'm very into it. So the second one comes out on January 23rd. However, I want to, I want to toss something your way and see how you feel about it. So I wouldn't say that this was spicy. There was a lot of tension. They did not fuck. I think it's coming, but there were some like kisses and some like stolen, you know, Slow burn, stolen glances, very tension driven. Then I get to the end and it says, if you're over the age of 18 and you'd like to read more about Torn and Ava, click here and you can download a bonus smut chapter. How do you feel about that? I like that. This is my thing. I know authors do that for us to get on their email list. I understand. But I rather it just come to the Kindle right away. And if I like an author, I will sign up for their newsletters. But I do like that, though. That's pretty interesting. Was it smutty? Was it worth it? I haven't read it yet because I was on the plane, so I couldn't download it. And then I got back at like 1.30 in the morning. But I'm torn between if I like it 
or if like just put it in the fucking book I don't know which way that I want to go yeah I wonder if they didn't so they could have the young adult audience maybe I would not say that this was young adult like it felt very if this was young adult this is like what young adult would be on Wattpad like this was me reading (laughs) Harry Potter fanfic on Wattpad in high school because it was young adult (laughs) now I say just put in the book just put it in there yeah so I'd love to hear thoughts from the rest of you if you like this or not like would you rather have a bonus chapter of all smut or would you just rather have some smut in the book um speaking of authors newsletters I don't know if anybody is on who listens or sad if you are signed up to Emily Henry's newsletter so people we meet on vacation is being um, made into a movie yes I don't know if you did you read it I've read people we meet on vacation but I don't get her newsletters yeah so it's being made into a movie and like she approves of the cast like she approves of the screenplay and everything so we saw that with like Tessa Bailey and so now we're getting um a people we meet on vacation movie so I thought that was pretty neat is Reese Witherspoon developing it I don't think so Mm. well I love that for Emily Henry I like people we met on vacation if I had to rank the three it's number three I see. I'm going book lovers. People we meet on vacation. Beach read. <gasps> I'm beach read book lovers. People we meet on vacation. I put beach read over book lovers. I loved beach read. I loved Augustus. Maybe I should read it again. It I was very sick. cute. I think like I, so I don't know if you read Spanish love deception. Oh, I, loved I did, but I didn't get the whole, I didn't really like it. I think I was reading it at the wrong time. So I think if I read it again, I would like it. I want to bring up something. I don't know if you've seen this. Is Colleen Hoover canceled? Okay. I saw that. So, because I got, it starts with us. Yeah. But I'm saying that, like, she, like, paid off the girl to be silent. And I'm kind of like. Yeah. So, if you have no idea what we're talking about, it's coming around on TikTok that Colleen Hoover, her son, sexually assaulted someone. And she paid that individual off to keep quiet and not press charges and not say anything. And like so much of her books are based in sexual assault awareness. Yeah. So it's like very like hypocritical, but I don't think she's come out with a statement denying or like saying anything about it. Which is so frustrating. Cause did you read the New York times article about Colleen Hoover and like, all the stuff that she's done on TikTok and how she, like, she is currently the social media marketing blueprint for everyone that's, like, trying, not even just authors, like, anyone in general. No, I haven't seen it. There's a really fascinating article on Colleen Hoover. Obviously, if she's canceled, you don't have to read it. But if you want to check it out, it was really interesting. So she was getting all this good press, and now it's, like, this is happening. Yeah. But I have to say, I haven't really been seeing a lot about It Starts With Us. Do you think because she got canceled, like, right as it was coming out? I think that, or maybe just, I haven't read it yet, but I don't know if it hasn't lived up to the hype, but mm-hmm. I haven't really been saying a lot, like, on it. Libby's the library app, right? Mm-hmm. There's, like, 8,000 people in line and Libby to get it. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. It's, like, a cool three years wait right now. That's so crazy. Well, we will keep you posted. I probably am going to read it. But I want to know if she's canceled or not first, you know? Yeah, I think before I read it, I'm probably going to read It Ends With Us again. It's been a hot minute since I read It Ends With Us. I will not be doing that again because that would not be good for my mental health. So well, I might just Google a summary. Yeah, I, like I will not gosh. be joining you in that journey. But I mean, it could be like the Allie Hazelwood situation where could be. the second one's a flop. So we'll see, but that's kind of our little author recap. But what? Yeah. Oh, and um, Happy Stance by Tessa Bailey is now available to pre-order the hard copy. <gasps> so remember, I couldn't find the hard copy. I can't. Yeah. Only, yeah. So now it is available for hard copy pre-order, which I will be buying. I saw that you could get it signed. I might become like a, a signed book bitch for Tessa Bailey. Like I might do that. Yeah, because you love her. Like I that's do. kind of like. If I, I think do my wedding, I would really ask her to officiate it. <laughs> I think when Hannah Grace comes out with the rest of her books, I will be getting signed copies. 100%. Hannah Grace is a queen. If you're here, we still love you so much. 
Okay, so getting into Haunting Adeline, first we'll talk about H.G. Carlton. H.G. Carlton is an international USA Today bestselling author. She lives in Ohio with her partner, two dogs, and a cat. When she's not bathing in the tears of her readers, she's watching paranormal shows and wishing she was a mermaid. Her favorite characters are of the morally gray variety and believes everyone should check their sanity at the door before diving into her stories. Books by Carlton include Does It Hurt, Shallow, and Satan's Affair. Today we'll be discussing Haunting Adeline by H.D. Carlton, which is the first book in the Cat and Mouse duet. Also, I read Does It Hurt a while ago. And it tracks. Like I texted Emily probably 50 pages in Haunting Adeline. I was like, ah, I remember where I've seen this author before. And they wrote that because Does It Hurt blows blew up a couple months ago. It has a picture of a lighthouse on the cover. Um, so if you liked this, I would really recommend that because I liked it relatively. There was some yeah. shark shit involved, and I really don't fuck with sharks. But <laughs> and Satan's affair in um haunting Adeline, there is Sibby. She's that dollhouse girl. And and so Satan's affair is about her. It's her book. Interesting. Yeah. And so, but when you go on HD, it says what books have happy endings, which ones don't. This one doesn't say anything about a happy ending. Satan's affair doesn't. So I don't know. I don't think I'm going to read it, but I don't know what the ending could be. That doll creeped me the fuck out. There's no way I'm reading that. She makes a massive appearance in the second book. Is she still creepy as shit? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. All right. Today's dedication is to Amanda and May. Zayd and I will be forever yours. Is Zayd... Did she base Zade off of somebody or is she dedicating Zade to someone? I think she's dedicating Zade to somebody. My How first... would you feel if Zade was dedicated to you? Okay. So I, my first kiss was a guy with, with a guy named Zade. So I had to like, he was like my prom date. So I had to like, um, change his name while I was reading it. It was like, this is just weird. If I only read the first book, I'd have mixed feelings. Okay. But after reading the second book, I'd be like, okay. Okay. I, I can I can that. vibe with it. I support that. A redemption. Okay, so getting into the plot. So Adeline is a best-selling author and moves back into Parsons Manor when her grandma dies. Ghosts haunt Parson Manor, and when Adeline finds her great-grandma's journal, an unsolved murder also hunts Parson Manor. Ghosts are not the only thing hunting the property because when Zade first lays eyes on Adeline, he also decides to hunt her. Zade openly stalks Adeline, leaving clues for her to find around the house and at night. They stand by the window and stare at each other while playing their own game of cat and mouse. Stalker by night and hero by day, Zade owns Z, which is an organization to stop human trafficking, which Zade takes into his own hands by killing those involved and saving the victims. As Zayd and Adeline's relationship grows complicated and the feelings grow stronger, so does the threat of the society kidnapping Adeline and selling her as a sex slave. Adeline ends up falling for Zayd hard, but the love and protection is not enough when Zayd is made at a society dinner party and Adeline is kidnapped. The cat and mouse game takes us on a roller coaster ride of emotions and plot twists that we never saw coming. First of all, I think we need to say that if you haven't read this, we're going to have to give spoilers because we can't talk about it and not give you spoilers. So if you haven't read it, trudge through those 700 pages and come back to us. I just, I like really don't know how to feel. I am so, I've never been so conflicted on a character before. There were a lot of parts of this book that I did really enjoy. Addie in general, I liked. I thought that she was strong I thought that she was relatable to a certain extent I enjoyed her and like the things that made her tick I liked the hunt of trying to figure out what happened to Gigi I will say I texted Emily and called that Frank did it I thought that Frank and the husband were gay for each other so I was a little wrong but I did think that Frank did it I really liked Daya's friendship and I thought you know I'm a total slut for good female friendships so I really enjoyed that aspect of it the house was kind of like another character in the book too. So I loved that the house had its own personality, even though it was like really creepy and spooky. And I liked the focus on child sex trafficking awareness and how like really throughout the book, it's drawing attention to this like underground and like dark web situation that we have going on. 
it felt a little pizza gatey to me. <laughs> Do you remember when that was a thing in like 2020? Yeah. When we thought that all politicians were involved in um, child sex trafficking, which could, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I can't say if I believe in it or not. Right. Cause where it came from is a little sus to me, but that's kind of what I was getting. I was like, Oh, this is very much pizza gate. <laughs> but I just, I'm so unsure how I feel about Z. Here's the thing. I feel like Z and Zaid are two different people. I think Z is commendable and someone that like I would admire from afar and not want to be involved with. I think Zaid is fucking terrifying. <laughs> like I am scared of him. So I just like really don't know how to feel. And a couple of random things that did bother me. I didn't like that he smoked. That was a no-go for me. And I didn't like his car. <laughs> I couldn't get behind the smoking in the car. That's kind of where I'm at. I would love to hear your thoughts because I just am like very stuck on how I feel about this character. Sav talks to me. She's like, I don't know how to feel about him. And I was like, well, I feel the same way about him. Like I felt about Killian. <laughs> that was like saying love. <laughs> I love Killian. I was a little bit better on Killian and maybe it's because it was just one book so you got to see them fall in love and how much he cared for her here's the thing if Zayd would have started dating her and also stalked her and they would have built a relationship but he would have been stalking her too this is gonna sound psychotic that I'm about to say this I think that would have been better for me if he was like building a connection and friendship or like dating whatever with her and so she knew who he was and he was also stalking her under this guise of like being obsessed with her and protection it's the having no like relationship formed and he's stalking her and he is like expecting her to just be cool with it that's where I'm like really getting stuck it kind of reminds me of a mafia books where they like Stockholm syndrome the girl yeah, this was a total Stockholm Syndrome situation. So it kind of, that kind of like what, so, okay. When H.G. Carlton said to check your sanity at the door, she did not stutter. Because as I was reading this book, I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm, I don't even know how to like form a sentence. And I was like, I was weirdly attracted and I hate when guys smoke cigarettes. I was weirdly attracted to him smoking the cigarette. I like this book. And at truly at times when I was, I was reading at night, I was spooked at times. Yes. The non-consensual sex scenes were awful. And I think that we need to acknowledge those parts when Addie was still not fully on board with the relationship. Adeline is one of my favorite female characters. And I think it was interesting that Carlton made it to where Adeline got off on fear and being scared. So I think that's like a taboo like topic. But, like, people do get off on different things. I thought that was kind of interesting that she got off of watching a scary movie. Like, that is what made her, like, aroused. Zayd becomes so protective when he learns that the society is out. And he is – the society is out for Adeline before Zayd even makes his mark on her. And he is truly, like, the touch-her-and-die kind of man. But Carlton does paint an interesting picture with Zayd. Because he is so morally black, but then also says like victims of human trafficking has this whole campus like built to help them. He buys all these girls so that he can let them free. And so you keep going back on if you like him or not. And I did like the aspect of Gigi's unsolved murder. I think that was just really cool in my opinion. And it added another element into the story. So you just had like a bunch of different plots happening. And I think that they had very good banter between Adeline and Zaid, but I also really liked Daya and Jay. I think they meshed really well and they were really good side characters. I have two quotes I'd like to say. So they're like in a full like relationship and he is like, I'm the macho man, right? And um, Addie was like, well, will you bow down to me? And Zaid goes, baby, you rule the fucking kingdom and I'll gladly bow to you. Yeah, there was no, he did not even like act like he was going to play hard to get. No. This man was obsessed with her and he made it known from before she wanted him to. And they started texting each other. So at night when he was stalking her, she'd be inside her house. He'd be right out the door. 
and they started like texting each other and like teasing each other back and forth. And one night um, they're texting and she asks him a question and he goes, depends. Are you still going to pretend to fuck other guys? Or would you rather yell at the ghosts in your house again? Because she would be like pretending that there would be like men in the house when Zayd was there. And he was like, you can talk to the ghost again. Like, like that's the thing. He had very dry humor and then she would be really like quick and witty. So it just brought like a really good like dynamic between the two. Yeah, I really liked that Addie would talk to God a lot, but she assumed that God was a woman, so she would always talk about God in a woman's sense, which I enjoyed. I, there are parts of this, I have some stuff highlighted because it, I liked the sentiment of what they were saying. I just didn't like the people that were saying it, if that makes sense. So at one point they're talking about like, are there, she made a joke of like, maybe my soul is reincarnated and that's why my grandma my great grandma fell in love with her stalker and like I'm developing feelings for you and so they're discussing this concept of like being reincarnated whatever and he says for centuries both of us wearing different faces inhabiting different bodies but the same souls colliding over and over until this planet decides to crumble and our souls have nowhere else to go if any other man would have said that I would have been deceased but because it was Zayn I was like I love you but I hate you and he like mentions throughout the book he was like I will still haunt you in death yeah like our souls are never gonna be separated from each other which feels hot but it also feels scary like I'm hot but I'm scared (laughs) another quote that I also really enjoyed was just because the sun is pretty doesn't mean it's dangerous to stare at so like just because pretty you like pretty things doesn't mean it's not dangerous to experience, which I feel like like that sums up Zade. I just have to say, oh god, <laughs> <I'm nervous. laughs> I would have been like Addie. I don't think I would have ran away from Zade. Like I just have to put that out there. No, I would have fallen know hard. Have. <laughs> I would have fallen would hard. Have. I would have been like, hey guys. And the thing is, like, Daya was, like, you stupid bitch. But, you know, I'm going to support you. Mm-hmm. And, like, whenever, like, Addie be like, fuck, I got to tell Daya that, like, we have sex. She's like, let me get, like, a shot. <laughs> like, she'll just try to, like, bring it up. Which I thought was, like, pretty funny. But, yeah, I would be a dumb bitch and I would fall for Zade. Here's the thing that makes me concerned about you personally. You wouldn't tell us you had a stalker, I feel like, for a while because you'd be attracted to him. And so you just let that little tidbit never come to light and no one would ever know. Yeah, probably. I would <laughs> only tell you guys if it didn't work or if it did work. I just like, I don't know. I really don't know how I feel. But I think that we should get into the spice. Because there were parts of the spice that I really enjoyed and parts of the spice that I really did not enjoy. We're going to talk about it. I think we also need to like probably give a trigger warning. We're not going to like really get into the sensual non-consent, but there's so much of it. So if that's just not your thing, that's okay. Skip ahead. I'll put in the show notes of when you should skip to. How many peppers did you give this? I gave this three peppers, which feels ridiculous. I feel like it should be higher. I gave it four. Okay. I will be so honest. Some of the spice I skipped. Some of the CNC stuff, I was like, this is just not. I'm like on a plane. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. It's just really not where I'm at in life right now. Um, so I did skip a bit. However, I have a couple things that I would like to say. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do we read so many books where people get fucked by guns? What does that say about you and I? <laughs> we have read that several times. So, so he fucked her with a gun and they were arguing one time and he was like, let me stop you right there because you seem to forget that I had a gun in your pussy not too long ago. <laughs> what? I don't say anything to that. Like that's an immediate, like, okay, I'm done. You know, it says that we're adventurous. I'm we sad. like to think outside the lines. You that's and I? Gonna go. If we keep reading books about people being fucked with guns. <laughs> I also have to make a I have to make a statement. I don't know if this is bad. I keep thinking of things like, could this get me canceled? I don't think it could. Zade's scars, I think, scared me, and I thought he was ugly. That's fucked up, isn't it? I just wasn't attracted to him after that. 
and the the eyes like a husky <laughs> freaked me out. I was just like enamored by his physique. Six foot six, commanding. I think the scar was hot. The eyes would probably scare me. But I just think it's I don't know. We, we know that I'm like fucked about this stuff. Like <laughs> they're like <laughs> his dick size really. Like, yeah. I'm still thinking about it. Like it was unnatural. Yeah, he was like, I don't want five, that. He was like, you have five seconds before I rearrange your organs. And I was like, oh. Rearrange my gut. <laughs> he was very commanding and very cocky. Um, and at one point he says, as much as I hate to say this to you, I'm no stranger to a woman's pussy and what it feels like when it weeps for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times Addie'd be like, I would open my mouth to say something and then he would say something. My mouth closes shut and I'm like, same Addie same girl me too me too he says you don't want this baby you don't want to be full of my cock and discover a new religion each time I make you come okay (laughs) Uh so there is two scenes one is when so they're having sex and she was like this is the first time it feels like fully consensual they're having sex in the house of mirrors oh yeah kinky hot Yeah, yeah He okay, and she goes, he starts out slow and forceful, harsh thrust, and dragging himself out of a torturous place before slamming back into me again. Widening his stance, he braces himself against the mirror and my stomach tight and sensing the damage he's about to inflict on my organs. Then he demands roughly, look at us in the mirror. Emily loves a mirror scene. <laughs> like loves a mirror scene. The house of mirrors would be like a kinky delight for you. I think so, but you know me. I also be. I can't do a haunted house. I'd be fucking yakking everywhere. Yeah, be- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have the book. So page four eighty seven. So they're like in a full on relationship. She's teasing him, and she was like, "I can make myself come harder than you can make myself." And he and so she does like in front of him. He was like, "How was that?" And she like lies because she knows it wasn't good enough. And he was like, "You better run." So I do like a cat and mouse chase. Mm-hmm. He catches her. They already have sex on the um the side of a tree. He goes into her car. And she goes, I'm waiting for you to bow. So he was like bent over the seats. He leans forward, grabbing the seatbelt on the passenger side and looping it around my body before clicking it into the driver's side buckle and does it again. She's fully shopped in the car. And she goes, looking like a king on a throne, he sits on the bench behind me, arranging himself between my legs. My ass is directly in his face. And he grins at her and says, I'm too big for this car, baby. So the closest, this is the closest I can get to bowing right now, but I'll be sure to get on my knees for you later. <laughs> this feels like forbidden story time with you having the book open. Like, she's like, he's eating me like I'm his last meal. That was one of the hottest scenes I've ever read. I just have to I did say. like I did like the car when she was double strapped in. And he's like sitting like a king, like on the throne. Uh-huh. I was uh-huh. like, this I was like, this is hot. I just feel like his dick is a third leg. Like man was a tripod. Yeah, every time they would have sex, she was like, I'm feeling like I'm being torn in half. That it feels less fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that car scene. The car scene was good. That was good. That was a unique one. I've never read a scene like that before. The concept of being double strapped in and like picture, like that could be a good trick for the future. (laughs) That could be something that you put in a notebook and leave for someone later. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, he was always like, I'm going to bow down to you. He was like, you are my queen. And then he was like, I can't bow down here, but I'll bow down for you later. Like he... And later on in the second book, he's constantly telling her that, like, she had the control the whole time. Like, she was able to take away his control just by, like, Emily. being her. She had no control. No, but she then later no on, control. later on, she talks about how she realizes that she had the control all along. I'm telling you, the mind game, like, it's like the second one's more of, like, a psychological, like, spooky because I feel but. like in the first one, she said no. She wasn't very convincing, but she said no several times. And so she felt like she had no control and she gave up. Yeah. How about 100 pages left? I know when I finish it, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? I personally 
think that one of the hottest scenes was when they were on the balcony and he's like cornering her and like that was hot to me because it just felt like possessive it did not feel like he thought about you know stalking her or like killing her in any way like it was just very possessive and I liked that that's how I feel about the movie theater scene Mm, the like movie that scene was good too that was like he purposely knew she was like feeling out of her element so they found a movie theater he purposely put a scary movie on because he knows that will get her off and that was just an interesting that was also like a possessive like hot taboo scene i think that the reality versus expectation expectations versus reality of being fucked against the wall or like being fucked on the floor are very different <laughs> like if you ever had sex on the floor like on a hardwood or tile floor no (laughs) not on the wall either no you feel like you're just being like slammed into and like harshly put up against this wall it like is not as fun I think as people make it out to be and the thing with the mirror the mirror scene was hot I do like a mirror scene but like it was dirty in there I couldn't have done that I think I would have gotten like lost in like the element of like lust and just been like but the thing is the scene happens and she's like I've been in here for two hours I was like y'all been fucked y'all had sex for two hours she was in there for an hour I thought the same thing because two hours had gone by she was in there for an hour and then an hour passed of them fucking and her friend is just chilling in the car waiting for her like and you're fucking up against <laughs> Fear. I just people who have fucked on the floor or on the wall will know what I mean. I do think it's interesting that Daya worked for Zade, like works yeah. for Z, and yeah. they didn't know that. Well, he of course knew, but she didn't know that she works for him. I really liked Daya. Like, I did too. really enjoyed her. I thought she was a great side character. She had all of the like perfect qualities to contribute to the story. So I was a huge fan of her, and I would love for her to hook up with somebody. I'd love for her and Jay to be endgame. That's a good thought. I would like for them to be endgame. I like that for you. For them. Yeah, I don't know. I have some thoughts about the spice because parts of it were very hot and he said things and I was like, "Mm." like, I would love for you to cut off another man's hands for touching me, but I don't want to get the hands on my front doorstep. You know what I mean? I don't know if I could have done. So like when they're going to society, the gala. And he, like, had her on, like, the knees on the cobblestone of her driveway. The belt around her neck. I don't think I could have done that. Did you skip that scene? No, I didn't skip that scene. I liked (laughs) that scene. I could have done that. I could have done that before I did the dirty floor in the mirror house. I thought it was... I just... I never expected the sex scenes to be what they were. Like, I did not expect that moment to happen right before the dinner. I liked that. I liked the belt situation. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not against that. I'm into it's that. Just, it's just a little scary. Are you into like a breath play? Would you, is that for you to read I, about and or do? I think to do, I would need like a marriage certificate. Like I'm not trusting any, I'm not trusting just a regular person to do that shit. But I'm kind of am into it with like books and stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do it with somebody, you gotta make sure your life insurance is good to go. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. Intact, so that's fair. I'm into it. I haven't done it in real life. I don't think Seth could commit. <laughs> like, I don't think he'd have to like really commit to it. I can't picture him doing it. He'd pussy out for sure, which is fair. I think it's hot because, like, with like the books of the guy, is like he's just so in control when he does it because he can't. You can't just like forget that you're like has somebody's like lifeline in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. I will say something that I enjoyed about this book and about the spice, the nips got a lot of attention in this book. They did. They did. The nips were front and center. Lots of good foreplay happening here. Yeah. He knew like what to do with a woman's body. That's what I just have to end it with. Mm -hmm. Good way to summarize it. Okay. Let's get into some discussion questions. Would you live in Parson Manor? And okay, to 
two rebuttal questions in what way in the way that it was left to me by my family or in the way like I bought it off the market knowing that it was creepy as fuck you were like in Adeline's like situation like it was handed to you I think what Adeline liked about Parsons Manor was that it was so connected to her Nana and that is why she stayed in the house I think she probably updated it to look pretty fucking cool like sound off based off of what her renovations sounded like but I don't think like she didn't stay in Parsons Manor because she loved the house she stayed in Parsons Manor because she loved her Nana and her Nana loved the house is what I think so I guess maybe if I had that relationship and like wanted to feel that connection yes am I like scouring Zillow to fucking snatch this house up absolutely not the second that she saw her grand great grandma's apparatus in the attic and she drugged she dragged Daya with her and she found like a, a letter a part of the missing diary thing where um no wait the second time they go up there wait frank didn't kill Gigi. yeah he did the daughter killed Gigi. no frank killed Gigi. no no, I think the daughter killed Gigi. Why do you think the daughter killed Gigi? No. no, because they go upstairs, they find the watch. It has it's Frank's watch. They do the handwriting analysis and there's blood on it. But isn't the grandma involved? The grandma never tells anybody. She knows what happened and covers it up. Okay. 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 I I just got ready to fight <laughs> the death. I was just <laughs> like cuz I rem- okay, cuz I remember okay. I was just saying that the apparatus, even Zade's in the house and Jay's in the house, they're like, they can feel the ghosts like brushing up. I'd be out of there, out of there. And plus, like, she's living in this house by herself. There is a clip now. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's not it for me, but I think I she was, likes being scared. Yeah. I was thinking with the grandma's quilt and that's it, but in my own, my own house. But I do like how Parson Manor became another character. It's like how an Ivy, the Ivy, like the house. Yeah, the house is a character. A character, I think that it really added like a spooky element to the book. What? Okay. So if you did decide to live here, even if it was a little spooky, what I couldn't have done is stayed in the fucking room that homegirl was murdered in. That's a hardcore oh, no for me. Hardcore no. Hardcore no. Cannot say there. And then I think she was really ballsy when Zade would be right outside her window and she would stand right in front like on the other side and just like stare at him i personally i'm thinking about this house we moved into i have a lot of windows up here if i walked into one of these rooms and i saw somebody standing me i'm shitting my pants immediately <laughs> like, there is no there is no hot sexy staring contest i am shitting my pants and i think that's why the cigarette aspect was just hot because he's just standing in all black and the cigarette butt was the only thing that was, like, illuminating his face. No, like, I thought that I was a bad boy. Even <laughs> fucking more. It gave, it made you feel hot and sexy. It made me feel horrible. When we hit the cliff, when we hit the cliffhanger, who did you expect to be the bad guy? I had multiple theories. Okay. My first theory was that Jay was bad. Because... Ooh. Throughout the book, you say Zade, like he, Jay is the person he trusts with his life. Da, da, da. He helped train him. So I'm thinking maybe Jay like backstabs, like he knows the society. He knows the in and outs because he works for Zade and Z. So I was thinking maybe Jay was the bad person. And then I was also thinking that if Daya was the bad person, but the more I think about Daya, I was like, it would make sense for them to use Daya's phone to egg Addie out of the house so I final conclusion was that Jay was the bad person who did you think yeah I had a theory that Max because you hear like the twins voices I had a theory that Max was actually the person running the like little Seattle mafia situation and that the society had paid him off to bring Addie in so that they had worked with like you know how like you work with local governments they work with the local mafia to bring her in that was my theory should i say who it is if people don't want to read the second book skip this if you don't want to be spoiled so um as i mentioned that the second book is really heavy and there's just very dark so i'm gonna give basically a recap of what happens um if you do not want to read the second book so 
if you do, please skip this part. But it ends up the person who runs the society is Claire. So her husband, Mark, was murdered by Z. He tried to kidnap Addie and die at the party um, at the haunted house. But Claire has been the absolute ring leader of the society. And her husband had zero clue. But Z was set up from the start. Like they all knew that, like who he really was. So him coming to the society dinner, it was all a complete setup because they knew who he was to begin with. So Claire runs the whole thing. Addie does get kidnapped and is is sold into slave, like human trafficking. But Z burns the ground down and she manages to escape and Z does rescue her. So the second part, so the book, book two is really just Adeline and Zade working together to take down the society, take down everybody who's involved in her kidnapping and um, just kind of her working through the trauma of what happened and just like them rebuilding their relationship. But she becomes a badass bitch. She was a badass bitch, but she becomes like a trained, like lethal killer in the second book. I'm so upset to learn about Claire. I hate a woman not supporting. So she And she was like, and so Claire visits Adeline in the second book in the house that she's being held in. And Adeline's like, how could you like do this? Like you're a woman. Like, how could you do this? And she was like, well, it's always going to happen. So I might as well monopolize on it. Horrible. What a yeah. horrible, she's a cunt. I'm going to, I'm going to say that with passion. That is a woman who deserves to be called a cunt. And we like learn in like the second book that like Zaid has like a thousand acres of like land where all the survivors go and they can work there if they don't have anywhere else to go. And like therapists are all there and he rescues all the girls. So Adeline was considered the diamond because everybody will pay big bucks to get who belongs to Z. So all the other girls in the house were already sold at an auction, but we learned that like he bought them all. Mm. So she was later reunited with the girls who she like was being held with. Okay. Well, there's your little book to recap. I still don't, I mean, Emily already told me what happened. I don't need to read it. I don't think I'm in, I don't want to read that right now. It feels a little heavy, you know? Yeah, it is very heavy because it, it gets very graphic. Like she does not leave like details out. So like I would really have to like close the book and just be like, whew. Okay. Well, thank you. Out here doing the Lord's work <laughs> so the rest of us don't have to read it. So as you guys know, we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. At the bottom, we have the ultimate friends with benefits. You guys have fun. May or may not tell your friends. That's it. Two is meet the parents. So things could progress farther. Could just be, hey, here's a guy. Um, then we have white picket fence. You guys have the happy married life, white picket fence, two kids, a dog, and the red door. And at the top of the boyfriend pyramid, we have God tier, which is the top tiers of all the men my house is a little bit crowded <laughs> the god tier um but yeah sad where are you putting Zade? i don't know yet where i'm putting him <laughs> if i put him on the pyramid it's going ultimate friends with benefits i'm tempted to like not even do it because i'm scared like i'm scared for my life i am not someone who gets horny when they get scared i get scared and i shut down so i would do it once I'm not telling anyone ever. This is what would happen. This is what would happen. I would do it once. I would never tell a soul. 10 years later, his face would be on the news and everyone would be talking about it. And we would be getting drinks. And I would be like, I fucked that guy one time. And I would never provide any more information. What about you? I swear to God, if you put him a God chair, I'm walking out. <laughs> I think I am, but listen. <laughs> listen i do like the work that he does and how he cares about the okay i could have done without the stalking part i really could have done without the stalking part but once their relationship finally like develops and i do like that he understands that she does get off on fear and there is times where he knows that she's like zoning out and he would like purposely try to scare her so like, he doesn't like back away from like her fantasies and it's like that's oh, like a man in my opinion but I I know guys I have to if I put Killian in God's here 
<laughs> I have to put Zayden and Gotch here. I am subscribing you to better help right now. <laughs> like, I'm so concerned about you mentally. You just said that you liked his job. So you put him God tier. There are a lot I of was... other men that you could also like a guy who like works at Salesforce. Like, like <laughs> uh, Salesforce. <laughs> but I just like the commanding, the possessiveness. He's not letting anything bad happen to her. Yeah. Mm, okay. And I do like I and I do like that he lets her do her own thing. Like, she can go get drinks with her friends. She can go do, like, what she wants to do. And he was like, I just know that she'll be protected. So, we have a very... I think this is the most divided we've been on a man. Very, very. This is the most divided I think we've been on a book. And so... I wonder if I was, like, not... If I was in a different headspace, if I would have liked this more. I feel like if I was more mentally unwell that I would have enjoyed this well, but like, I'm doing pretty good right now. So like, I think that maybe that impacted my ability to read this. This was like a good, cause I am in the middle of midterms. So this is like completely 180 from like what I'm like doing outside of like reading, but I liked it. I do have to say that I'm happy. I got the hard copies. I, I do really enjoy these books. I want you to seek help, but I'm also very proud of you. Because this is the thing. In real life, I am never going to be with, like, fall for a man like this. Like, I throw up when I'm scared. Like, it's not going to (laughs) work. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode and for our spooky season reads. We hope that you guys enjoyed these spooky season reads. We had fun doing, like, a themed month. But next month, um, next week, we get into Thanksgiving. So football, small town this like wholesome kind of like feeling so we'll be reading indigo ridge by devney perry which is the first book in the eden series and wholesome yes but still very spicy i have read this one it's confirmed we aren't saying we're going to read something and then not going to do it we are officially going to do this so excited to dig into it next week yes guys so thank you so much please leave us a five-star review and we'll talk to you guys next week bye